The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome to another edition of First Bite, our Detroit Lions midweek preview podcast. It is Thanksgiving Day week, which means time for the Lions Thanksgiving Day Classic. This week, the Green Bay Packers. Second matchup between the two teams coming up. But before we get into that, my name is Jeremy Reisman. I'm the producer over at Pride of Detroit. You can always find me at Detroit Online on Twitter. With me as always, co-hosting this ship, not steering it this week, you're just co-hosting it this week, the senior editor of Pride of Detroit, at Ryan underscore POD on Twitter. Ryan Matthews is here. Ryan, happy thanks, early Thanksgiving, buddy. Happy early Thanksgiving to you, too. I'm just glad I'm on a boat. It's November, I'm on a boat. As somebody from Michigan, that's like pretty exciting stuff, so... Right. Uh, it, but it feels like we're in good waters, Jeremy, two waters. They're warm. I'm, I'm not going to continue to carry on this boat metaphor, <laughs> but, but I appreciate your efforts there. You know who we should bring in the boat with us aboard. <laughs> yes, yes. Lady. Uh, he is of course the writer for Cheesehead TV. He is part of the pack a day podcast. He was with us back in week four. Dusty evilly is back. Dusty. Welcome back, buddy. Hey, thanks. Um, I feel like I'm being pushed down below uh, below the water with an oar. Is that? Am I continuing this? Is that all right? <laughs> Maybe off the like off a plank or swapping yeah. the poop deck or something. Yeah, yeah the so just, fan experience. Yeah, just just slowly, just trying to get the water out of my boat with the tiniest bucket and shovel you've ever seen in your life. That's I, I, that's I think- me. I, I think all those people are already on board, Dusty. It's all the people from what was it, the Gold Club members that sold their tickets to Lions fans. They're already swapping the poop deck. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, we we will never see those people again. Is my understanding. <laughs> well, speaking of a sinking ship, uh, the Packers' offense. Boom. How about that? Was that was Boom. that a good trend? <laughs> That was bad. I'm sorry. That was good. Honestly, that was good. You know what? I'll give that to you. Uh, But no, as always, we like to kind of split this podcast in two. We'll talk about the Packers offense versus Lions defense first. Second segment will be Lions offense versus Packers defense and some predictions. But yeah, let's let's start with the Packers offense. We'll get to all the injuries, which are is obviously going to affect both sides of the ball here. But I think when we talk about the Packers offense, we have to talk about Jordan Love. When we last talked. We were just kind of getting a feel of what Jordan Love might do. He had a pretty hot start to the season, cooled off a little bit, really starting with the Lions game. So I don't know if you feel like you've had a good enough sample size to give an, a, a fair assessment of Jordan Love, but what are your thoughts here as we enter week 12 or whatever it is? 
I feel good about them. Honestly, it's it's been a little tough. I think and we'll get to it in a second. There are very specific things that I think he's still not good at that I don't know if he will get better at. But the way the offense had been early in the season, it was all rookies and second year guys. The receiving, I think it was the youngest offense, at least the youngest receiving course since the 0 16 Browns, if I'm not mistaken. And that showed early. It was a whole bunch of guys running wrong routes. Uh, it was not a game did not go by where at least twice guys were not in the exact same spot on the exact same route and loves looking to that usually as the first read and two guys are there. And like, and so it was kind of this, how do you get a read on him? If nothing else is going right, the offensive line wasn't, ha- was, was pretty bad. And I think the team as a whole was trying to get their feet under them. They were playing as many young guys as possible. They had, um, Ayash Naiman at left tackle who had been playing with them for a while and played some games a few years back and was pretty good. Didn't see the field at all first half of the season. It was uh, Rashid Walker, left tackle, who was bad. And I say that because it feels like they were like, okay, we got these young guys. We're going to have them out there at some point in the middle of the season. They're like, okay, we just need guys who can like function. The offense needs to function. So Nyman's out there. You're starting giving less playing time of Toure and more to someone like Jaden Reed or Dontavian Wicks, guys who have shown some flashes over the past couple of weeks. It feels like they're starting to gel. They're getting a little better. There's been much more cohesion in the offense. So I think we're getting a better read on love now than we had earlier. I think his, um, processing decision-making is very good. I think his moving in the pocket is good. Some issues he had early in the year where he didn't really know when to take a loss on a play. It was always, I can make every play. He's learning when to throw the ball away a little bit more. He's learning when to bail, when to use his legs. He's been using his legs more as he gets outside the pocket. So I think, I don't know. I'm not ready to say whether he's the long-term guy yet. He's not shown enough to say like, this is, this should be the guy going forward. Um, and they're not going to end up in the top three picking anyway. So they're not getting what uh, Caleb may or Drake may. So I don't know that Caleb Williams or Drake may, so I don't know that it matters, but I do think he has shown enough where it's like, I, he's got a solid base there. And I do think he has room to grow. Even if I don't know that he's going to end up being the guy, I think he can be, it seems like a solid quarterback if things are going well around him. And right now, as everything's everything's gelling, he looks way more comfortable. It's looking way better for him lately. And Dusty, I'm not trying to make the quarterback position into something that's very reductive as, you know, one game could sway your opinion, but like what are some things that you'd want to see Jordan Love doing on Thursday against the Lions that would start to persuade you into the, yeah, you know, I could I could see making this guy like the the long-term solution at quarterback. Yeah, he's got to start hitting deep balls. He's got like his, that's one of the things that was kind of going back to college a little bit, but certainly this preseason, there's a big thing about like the, the his coaching staff wanted him to put more air into the ball on deep balls. And all we've seen on that so far is every single deep ball is woefully underthrown. He's got the arm for it. I We know he can do it, but every deep ball, he had one this past week to Dobbs. That's just like he, Dobbs got his guy beat on this little hitch and go. He's got him by five yards. The ball's under throw by 10 yards and Dobbs guys have come back for it. Can't come down with it. So that's one of the things for me is, and, and we've seen glimpses of this where when he just is able to kind of rip it, put the ball a little more on a line, those deep balls, the accuracy is better. There's just, there's something in his head. I think that's been hammered into him that has put more air into the ball, let your guy go and get it. And so he's been out of sync. With, uh, you know, Dobbs was there. I think not some, not all of Watson's struggles in terms of like the numbers games are put on that as well. Like he's just that deep ball. I think the, the, I think accuracy is always going to be somewhat of an issue, but I think his decision-making and then his accuracy in the short to intermediate has been way better since everyone's been on the same page over the past, like three or four games. He's been really good operating the offense, like between zero to 15, even to 20 yards. Some of those middle of the middle of the field stuff. He's been really good at anything that he's bombing for. And I think he's got, if I'm not, it was some weird stat. It's like the most, 
30 plus yard completions in the league, but not the most 20 plus and not the most 40 plus. It's like this weird range <laughs> between like 30 to 39 yards uh, that loves just absolutely killing uh, as far as air yards even, but he just, it's that deep ball. Like it, it needs to be more consistent. There's been way too many The Packers could have two to three more wins on the year. If he has hit four deep shots, like it, it's a low bar to clear. He's gonna have to hit all of them. He's at a handful of them, and that deep ball's just been real bad. So if he starts getting that where he's hitting that, I think I start feeling way, way better about him. I'm just – I'm not sure if that's going to come. But for me, that's that's what I would need to see. That's like the next big step here. Well, I want to stay on the deep ball here for a second because Dan Campbell kind of started his week press conference with like that's, that's what we got to focus on with the Packers. Big place, those deep shots. It's, it's what their offense is kind of centered around. Um First of all, is, is is that how you view it too? Because I mean, I'm I'm looking at the Packers; they're they're third in intended air yards per attempt. You, you just mentioned all the deep shots that, that that they are throwing. Is is it is that kind of how the offense is going right now? Is like, however goes the deep ball in this game, so goes the Packers' offense. Uh, more or less. I mean, they've been hitting more than intermediate stuff, but at times it almost feels like I joked about it before the season, like it's going to be Bradshaw numbers. It's going to be 1970s Bradshaw numbers. Everything's a check down or just bombs away, and that's not it's not quite to that extent. But that's kind of what they're doing. They're, they're they're working in the RPO game a little bit more. So you're getting more of like that zero to two yard down the field, like that that area is getting peppered a little bit more. Defenses have been very like because they want to attack the middle of the field early, early in the season. They had all these concepts. Aaron Rodgers isn't here anymore, boys. Let's go. We're we're hitting middle of the field, and then defenses just started spot dropping linebackers into there between like seven to thirteen yards, and they can't hit the stuff they want to hit. So they're just bombing stuff to the outside, hitting a lot of outbreakers, a lot of stuff down the field. I, like a lot of the crossers he's been good at. And so when they can get kind of those single high looks and they can hit those deep crossers, that's what they want to do. The problem is there's there's way too many go balls and they're just chucking these go balls and <laughs> neither Dobbs or Watson can hold position. And so they're they're getting bodied to the sideline before the ball's even out and you've got no spot to put it. But if they can get, I mean, they got, they got speed. They got guys who can create separation down there, but I mean, that's, that's basically what they want to do. Yeah. It's, it's short game and they just want to bomb it. And the bombing just has been, if we want to say inconsistent is, is being kind to them, but that's, that's the way they want to live. They just haven't been able to do it so far. Yeah. And, and I know you said that, you know, you want to see that from Jordan love uh, how much of that has to do with like, you know, a Christian Watson disappearance, like his, you know, face on the side of milk cartons, like, it seems like a total role reversal, right? Like you have guys, like you mentioned earlier, um, you know, in, in Wicks and, and even in Jaden Reed, but like Christian Watson kind of seems like a afterthought. That's some of it. The way they've been using Watson, it's weird because when he had his breakout last year in the middle of last year, it was one of those kind of deep crossers. It was, um, they were using him across the field. You think of like the, the big touchdown against Philly that really got him kickstarted was on like that, that strike concept that like whatever 12 yard dig, then he just outran everyone. He had the three touchdown game against the Cowboys. At least two of them were on like 20 yard crossing routes. This year, it's a lot of go routes. And I mean, I will say Watson, Watson's numbers have not been there. There was, it was not this past game, it was two games ago. Watson was wide open, like ate his man for lunch, had five yards on the dude in the end zone. Love underthrew him. Watson can't come back. Now, some of this stuff is on Watson because they are kind of putting him in a position, which is something he's not good at, that is kind of these 50 50 jump balls. You're a big freak. We're going to throw the ball to you. He's not good at those. So he had an interception. Uh, I think it was against the Vikings. I can't remember what game this was. Uh, There's an interception in the red zone that was kind of a throw it up. And it wasn't the best throw from Jordan Love, but it was a spot that Love or that Watson could get it. He got bullied by a guy who was like 
five inches shorter than he was and ends up giving up the interception. So some of it's on Watson, but there have been multiple times where Watson has been open, especially on those go balls and loves just missed him. It was again this past week. They had a little, uh, little sluggo from Watson. Watson just absolutely burned the dude. Love lollipops at that sucker over the top and misses him by 10 yards. This was an overthrow. He overthrew Watson on that one. So I've, I've joked about, um, they need to do. And I think I heard this, I think it was like a McNabb, a McNabb, uh, Deshaun Jackson thing. They would just have a drill where it was like, I'm taking a seven step drop. I'm just throwing this as far as I can. And then I'm going to see if I can overthrow you. Uh, and Deshaun Jackson just try to go get it. Like, I think they need to do that. I, cause there's been, there's something wrong with the timing there. Watson could be better, but the, the deep ball, like numbers would look a lot better for Watson. If loves hit a handful of these deep balls so far. Well, the, the two receivers that do seem to be, kind of surging up are, are Dontavian Wicks and Jane Reed, but Dontavian Wicks in concussion protocol hasn't practiced at all this week, almost certainly is out. So um, tell me, tell me more about Jane Reed, who, who's also dealing with an injury <laughs> yeah. himself was added to the report on Tuesday, um, but it sounds like he's going to play. So, so tell us more about Jane Reed and, and why he's kind of been this, I don't know if you would say love's favorite option, but, but certainly one of his preferred options lately. Yeah, I think it's between him and Musgrave, so only healthy, his favorite healthy option at this point, I think. <laughs> right. uh, yeah, no, he's been dynamite. He's a guy who who had some opportunities early. I know the big um, big comeback against the Saints in week three, he had one of the big catches in that game. There was a slot fade, like a diving full body layout slot fade, and he's been getting more opportunities. That's a guy who I think was sitting behind Samari Toure a bit early. And then as they kind of were like, okay, who do we have? Who's making plays? They started phasing Torrey out and then Breed was getting those snaps. We saw in the past two weeks he's been doing, he scored a touchdown this past week on an end around. He had another end around, uh, really great at creating separation. They're using him as kind of, it's almost this, um, not necessarily, he's not Debo Samuels. He cannot, he cannot uh, block like that, but he is a, like a Debo type role. They, they're putting him, Jones got injured this past week. Their answer was they put they put Reed in the backfield a little bit. Mm -hmm. They're they're using him as kind of a mismatch guy, the gadgety guy. Um, he was a punt returner in college. We've not seen him there really that much, but he's got a short area quickness. He's got enough speed downfield. I think his, if I'm not if I'm mistaken, his forty time at the combine was was like four six or something. But he was they said he was injured in his pro day. I think they had him at like a four three seven something like mm -hmm. that. He can and it looks like it. Like on the field, dude can fly. Short area quickness. They've been looking especially the past two weeks to get the ball in his hands. And yeah. I mean, they they seem like they really love him. Uh, they had uh, they had two end arounds to him this past week. They had one that was a nice little like fake end around spinner play, and then you hand back inside Darren Jones on the handoff. And because of what Reed had done, uh, defense is kind of fanning out. And again, it's, it's Chargers defense, so you know whatever. But <laughs> they, they they fanned out. They fooled the Chargers defense. Big whoop. Uh, but so they're using him, and defense are starting to pay attention. So yeah, we I love Jaden Reed was a dude who when they drafted him, he was like not on a lot of the Packers guys draft boards. Cause he just barely beneath thresholds, like his height weight was barely below. Uh, but he's been, he's been dynamite, especially the past two weeks. It certainly seems like they're leaning on him. Uh, I don't, I don't know that he's dropped anything. Like it seems like catches everything, great quickness, really good instincts and a really good feel for like finding space. Uh, big, big fan of that dude. I'm, I'm going to let the shot at Brandon Staley slide. <laughs> I don't want to take too many shots at him because when he gets fired, I want him to, I want him to come to green Bay. So <laughs> come on in buddy. Oh, we'll, we'll get to Joe Barry. Don't you worry. <laughs> oh man, please do. do. Oh, please do. I am begging you. <laughs> two, two steps ahead, man. Um, so, so Jeremy had mentioned it and then you followed up um, Dusty talking about Luke Musgrave. Um, how big, how big um, of a loss is Luke Musgrave to this offense? Yeah. Musgrave's big. Musgrave's big in part because of who they have behind him. I mean, they they went with 
it's we talked to a young team like this is a young young tight end room it was um deguara who before the season they moved him to fullback they said well he's not gonna be he's not a tight end anymore he's always been kind of a hybrid dude um and then didn't really add a whole lot of people outside of rookies so like okay you're a tight end again just like i could say they had four tight ends in the room so it's musgrave um craft a rookie out of south dakota state who high hopes for him and he looked like he was swimming early like they could barely play him early i think they wanted to play him early this season and they couldn't uh so deguara kind of took his snaps and then uh austin allen i think is the fourth uh but musgrave is they've asked him to do more tight end stuff like my thought when he came in was you're putting in big slot right like he's going to be jimmy graham don't ask him to block. They've been asking him to do like legit tight end stuff, which is not even in, in his MO in college. Uh, and he's been really good at it. Like not, not amazing or anything, but a lot of the, the, the split flow stuff they've been having him in, in line. A lot of their misdirect stuff have been come out of uh, two tight end sets with him as the inside guy. He's been really good at kind of getting the block and shedding when he needs to selling the stuff since the timing's been good. Um, hands, hands have been good, I guess. I'd say he maybe dropped one. But yeah, I mean, they use him. That's another one where I think his numbers, he was on pace to break uh, some Packers rookie receiving records, like strolling sharp records, um, if not for this injury. Uh, and and he would be shattering those now if some of those balls were a little more catchable. He had this one this past week that could have gone for 40 yards if the ball is like two yards closer to him. Like it was just, <laughs> it was a beautiful play that he sold well. That's that's a big hit. They've been using him exactly like you think on the receiving stuff. A lot of, a lot of seam structure stuff. Um, that he's been really, really good at mismatch for um, mismatch for linebackers and a really good feeling zone stuff too. Knows when to got was getting better about like sitting down in zone, running away from man. Like he's he's been a big, big get for them and a huge part of that offense. Like that's that's a big loss. I assume Tucker Craft probably steps up a little bit more. He's been coming on. He's been looking better. Um, he was always kind of more of the blocking guy. Um, he can receive. He could be a playmaker. He was South Dakota State, uh, but I think. Of all the, I mean, that's the thing. If it was like Dontavian Wicks is out, that sucks. They've been they've been kind of giving him more snaps, and I really like what I've seen out of him. But that they could be all right without him, without Musgrave. They they've been building stuff in their offense for Musgrave like since game one, and he's been doing really well for them. So that's a, that's a big loss for them. I want to move uh, to the offensive line and and some run game stuff. Start, start with pass protection though, because last time that was a big issue for for the the Packers against lines five sacks for Detroit, and it seemed like Jordan Love was kind of on the run. You, you talked about it a little bit at the top, but how how has the Packers offensive line maybe settled down a little bit since then? It's been better. Um, they still have their moments. I know like Josh Myers and taking a ton, a ton of heat. I think he's been better. Uh, John running jr. Has been rough and pass pro, which was like his calling card last or the past couple of years. Right. He's not been very good. Uh, Jenkins has been a little up and down and who's uh, that thing. When they played the lions earlier, um, those guys, they were either missing a couple of pieces or everyone on that line was like, just seconds away from not playing. I think Runyon was yeah. in a boot at that point in the leading up to the game. So they're a little healthier now. Tom, Tom's been a rock at, at right tackle. And he was out there in that first Lions game, but he hadn't seen much action. I know he was kind of a little, little iffy. Uh, he can move a little in the run game, but definitely more in the past game. Like he's been, Tom's been good. Uh, Runyon's been iffy. I think Myers has been better. Jenkins a little iffy. And then uh, right left tackle. They've been, I mentioned Nyman earlier. They've been kind of rotating Nyman and Rashid Walker, who was their seventh run rookie two years ago, uh, which has been really interesting. And they're the, both of them are better against the pass and the run. So I will say, 
at the risk of cursing this team, um, the pass <laughs> protection has been much better than it was against the Lions earlier. I don't anticipate Love to be running for his life as much as he was then. Not to say that they won't get pressure because there are ways you can get after them. I, I, I think I might be wrong on this. I think Newman, I think Royce Newman might have been playing the last time. And I think I had talked about with you guys, like all you got to do is run a stunt across Royce Newman's face. That's right. And mm. it looks like he's never seen it before in his life. He's not in anymore. <laughs> and so you can run games on him, but they're picking that stuff up way better and even like uh, aj Dillon has been very very good in pass pro and that stuff as well and it looks like i mean he's gonna be the starter with, with jones out so should be in a better spot than it was um mm. i still don't feel great about it but they should be in a better spot than they were the last time we saw them yeah and, and dusty for the for the rushing attack when you look at it a year ago fourth in dvoa 25th in DVO this year. Is it as simple as saying Aaron Jones has been injured and that really hinders, you know, their versatility between him and Dylan? Um, is it the offensive line? Is it a bunch of that stuff? It's both. Uh, it's it was Jones. My one of my favorite stats, least favorite stats, least favorite stats this year. I can't remember how many rushing yards the Packers had against the Bears in Week One. It was quite a few. Um, they had one yard before contact. They just early in the season, up until three weeks ago, mm. they were at best fighting for their lives on the offensive line and hoping that someone could find a gap. And aside from that, too, yeah, then Jones was out. A.J. Dillon was not running well. Uh, Jones has lost a step or two for sure, but he's still very slippery. There's stuff you can run with him that you can't run without him. And then, the, uh, But really, the offensive line was not driving anyone downfield. The past three weeks, we've seen they've gotten better. They're mixing up. The run game's gotten more varied as a result. More pullers. They're pushing guys downfield. This past week, I was looking, again, chargers, but really the past two weeks. You look and guys getting a handoff and you've got offensive linemen one to two yards downfield, creating holes, pushing downfield. And we just didn't see that against anyone. Like even like they went up against like the Raiders and Broncos and couldn't move a soul on the right. defensive line earlier this year. So they're doing better in the run game. I still and I think with Dylan, Dylan's running more decisively and with them open up those holes. I think they're better. They just well, they have well, they had Emmanuel Wilson, uh, who was like the the uh training camp preseason darling. He got he injured his shoulder. I don't know how on like his second carry. So I don't know if he's playing. So the Packers just signed uh Patrick Taylor, who's been a practice squad dude for them for like the past three years. They released him uh and tried to sign him back. And he was like, I, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. Like three weeks ago, got dropped by whoever was on him. And so they they called him like it sounds like maybe in game or within minutes of the game ending this past week, they called Patrick Taylor, like, come on up, buddy. Uh, and he's been fine. So we'll probably see a, hel a healthy dose of uh, Dylan Taylor. I would imagine we have the lines lines better. I still don't think great, but they've, they're creating movement. <laughs> it's a little bar to clear. They're creating movement up front when they couldn't even do that early in the year. Yeah. It should be interesting. Obviously the, the previous matchup, Packers never really had a chance to get the run game going. They fell behind quickly. They only finished with 12 rushes for 27 yards. But if the game is a little bit closer, might be a little bit different. But obviously, the Lions run defense has been pretty solid all season. Um, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to switch things up. We'll talk about the Lions offense going up against that Packers defense and all sorts of Joe Barry talk, which I'm sure Lions fans are excited about. And I know Dusty's excited about. Well, so we'll get into that when we come back here on First Bite. We'll be right back. It's 
Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And we are back here on First Bite Thanksgiving Day Game Edition. Lions versus Packers here with Dusty Evely. Let's talk about that Packers defense going up against the Lions offense. Packers defense pretty middle of the pack, maybe lower than middle of the pack this year, um, which I, I have to imagine is, is a little bit of a disappointment considering some of the personnel on the team, although injuries have hit that side of the ball as well. But let's start with, with I guess, I would say two of the better guys that are healthy or at least trending towards being <laughs> as healthy as they've been all season. Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith, two guys that are, are very good pass rushers on the team. Yet you look at some of the overall pass rushing stats and, and they're not as exciting. You know, they, they're they pretty meh, I would say, in terms of like 20s and ranking or, or so. So first of all, how are those two doing and are they getting any help from anybody? Uh, I, Rashawn's been great. I mean, yeah. I think like a lot of his pass rush runway stuff, the sacks are not there, but his pressure numbers are top five in the league, if I'm not mistaken, and, and have been for most of the year. And he's a guy who, I mean, he came back from, he had tore his ACL last year, pushed himself hard, came back earlier than anyone would have thought, and they they eased him in. And since day one, when he stepped on the field this year, like just been absolute lunatic on the field. So Gary's been great. Uh, Preston, Preston is clearly downside of his career at this point. He's like, he's more of a, more of a good run defender setting the edge. If there is such a thing in green Bay, uh, then he has <laughs> pass rusher. I think he picked up a sack this past week, or at least split a sack with Gary at the very least, but it was kind of a Gary flushed him and then Preston cleaned up. Uh, so he's lost some of the speed and he was never the, the, a bendy twitchy guy. He's kind of a bigger dude anyway. Uh, but he's, he's lost some of that. So he's been, he's, he still has the moments. He will push the pocket. He has been good. The numbers aren't there. And then yeah, besides him, I think um, Kenny Clark's been good. I think Kenny Clark's double team numbers are pretty high as they, as they generally are on the inside. Yeah. Uh, but he had a sack this past week. Uh, if he gets a good matchup, like Kenny Clark will eat. I think he's another guy who's been, I think he's past the peak, but he's still very good that if he gets up against a guy, like he'll destroy him all game. Uh, but there's other times he'll, he'll kind of get taken out a little bit, especially against double teams. Um, got a guy like Devonte Wyatt, who's been coming on a little bit. That's their second year guy out of, out of Georgia. He's been coming on a little bit from a pass rusher uh, in the middle of the field. But aside from that, I mean, not really much of anything. TJ Slayton's another guy in the interior uh, that will Flash, he's more kind of a run guy. Uh, I want to say 350 pounds, and that might be conservative. Um, third year guy out of Florida. Uh, he will flash occasionally pass like about once a game, something in the pass rush game, like, oh, that was nice, and then you'll never see it again for the rest <laughs> of the game. Uh Lucas Van Ness has been kind of eased in, but he's he basically looks like Preston Smith. Like, I think he he will be good. He just hasn't done anything yet. Yeah. They'll occasionally send a guy like uh like Quay, uh who was a good situational pass rusher when they used him there last year. And it's been bad this year. Um, Campbell's been so banged up. They, they haven't been able to do it much, but yeah, it's, it's Gary Preston. 
occasionally Clark up the middle. That's the thing. If Clark and, and Wyatt can get going up the middle, like that, that pairing, I think that's why they got Wyatt. You can cause some issues. The problem is Clark hasn't been able to get a whole lot of movement. And then Wyatt just hasn't really fully taken off yet. And who knows at this point, if you will. So it's been a little pass rush has been little iffy kind of fits and starts. You'll have some reps where like, they look amazing. And then the next one, the, the quarterback go five, six to hold it. So you just, you're, you're not really sure, but it's, it's been not been consistent this year. Yeah, Let, let's ignore the old uh, mantra that the Packers don't care about run defense for just a moment because it seems like they're improving like ever so slightly. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, at least they're hovering around like league average, but if they're missing, win. yeah, if, if they're, if they're missing a guy like Devondre Campbell this week, Dusty, how much does that hurt their ability to, you know, be better against the run? Yeah, I mean, it hurts them. I mean, the, it, the big thing is, I mean, the line, if that line can hold. And like I said, I think Wyatt getting better has has been better for them in the run game. Campbell is obviously the dude. Uh, Quay's been much better this year. Quay Walker's been much better this year. But then the guys behind them, you had a game where Quay and Devondre Campbell both missed. And their backups were, um, well, the first man off the line is Isaiah McDuffie. I'm blanking on who the other guy is right now. McDuffie's undersized, will get absolutely bullied. He's, McDuffie is basically a special teamer. Like he, plays like, a, like he plays like a gunner. The dude's an absolute lunatic but he's not a big guy uh, and he'll just kind of get bullied a little bit. And so that's kind of what you've got from Campbell who is uh, yeah, overpaid from what they, they had like that one all pro year. And then they threw a bunch of money at him. He has never been as good as that first year in green Bay, but smart dude, long limb knows where he's supposed to go is pretty strong at the point of attack. You go from that to a guy who I don't know how tall Isaiah McDuffie is to me. He looks like he's five, nine, 200 pounds like he's not a big dude he's bigger than that but that's about how he plays so you you absolutely miss something with that he will get you'll see times like oh it looks like he's got an opening and then mcduffie just ends up on his back on the rep so that will that will absolutely hurt him uh and and some of that too he's he plays aggressive he plays over aggressive and i know against this lions team you get out of your gap and they're just going to absolutely destroy you and the packers are not good at staying in their gaps so i'm not not i'm not very much looking forward to that campbell can erase some of that uh mcduffie certainly cannot so yeah i think that'll be a big issue yeah, the Lions had, I believe, over 200 yards of rushing in this previous matchup. And it, honestly, Ryan, it feels like they're hitting their stride in terms of their running game right now with both um, Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery healthy. And just feels like they're they're utilizing both those guys in so many different ways that it's helpful. But I but I am kind of interested more in this, like in Kenny Clark. Like Kenny Clark has always been really, really good. And and Ryan, you know we were just talking about it in the break, like Colby Sorsdal made his kind of left guard debut last week as a, as a starter. He's already started at right guard and played a little bit at right tackle. They're putting kind of the rookie through the, the, the mill here. Um, But it looks like Ryan, he's trending towards playing again. Jonah Jackson hasn't practiced yet or quote unquote practiced, even though everything's a walkthrough. So I, I want to throw this to you, Ryan, like how, how concerned are you about that matchup? Or do you think he's going to have enough help on each side of him that shouldn't be too worried about it? Yeah, I, I think it's an interesting question just because I was thinking about uh, earlier in the podcast, like Graham Glasgow, right? And just him like seamlessly fitting in and the yeah. line just goes off without a hitch. Um, like the lines are just on like the next player on the depth chart at that position. And it's it's not so seamless, especially when it's a rookie from, you know, uh, you know, William and Mary. Like, right. it, like that's that, that's kind of the issue, right? Um, I think there were a, at times last week um, that you saw the game just kind of moving too fast for him, whether yeah. or not it was getting beat right off the line um, with either like some hand usage or, or some other stuff. But like, I mean, there's hope at least I think that, like you said though, Jeremy, that you can insulate him around, you know, Frank Ragnar on one side and Taylor Decker on the other, like that's pretty good company to be in. Sure. Um, so I, 
I, I don't know. I, I think I still feel pretty confident just because, you know, it, it's the offensive line. Plus, like you said, the backs are hitting their strides too. Yeah. Um, well, let's, let's move to the, to the secondary. Then we, we haven't really talked much about them yet. Um, Jair Alexander, maybe playing this week. It sounds like he's limited participation. I think yeah. so far. Yeah. So yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll kind of wait and see on that one. The, the, I guess what, first of all, just give me an overall, I guess, view of, of who may or may not play. And then I guess your thoughts on, on how they've performed so far this year, because it's, there's a lot of mixing and matching happening. A lot of guys maybe coming off IR coming out. I, I don't know what to make of it. Uh, maybe. <laughs> and, and I'm sure you are, your head spinning a little bit too with all of it, but um, what, what can you tell us about the Packers secondary right now? It's, it's bad. It's, it's all bad. <laughs> the end. Um, you know, well, that's the thing. Even when Jair was in, so Jair had a back injury and yeah. even the games he played, he clearly was not right. The flexibility was not there. He had one game where like <laughs> between every single snap, he's stretching his back between reps, not on the sideline, on the field between, and, and you could see it like he just, he didn't have it. And then he's injured now with a new injury. He had a shoulder injury, not so he had the back injury that's lingering uh, and then the shoulder injury. And so I'm right now I'm going to, I'm under the assumption he's not going to play because um, right, the injury report is what like estimated. They don't actually yeah. have injury reports yet. So it's estimated right. limited participation. He's missed the past two weeks. Um, so I'll go based on what they've done so far, which has been uh seventh round rookie uh, Carrington Valentine out of Kentucky, which is where I am. I watch him a lot at Kentucky. He's got his holes, but he is an aggressive, player he'll beat up some dudes like he's been through two starts he's been very very good i think there's holes there in his game but he's been good and then the other side um it's carrington valentine and Corey ballantyne um <laughs> who could not be more different where valentine is like this this very aggressive uh just wants to get in your face fluid athlete valentine at times looks like he's like just like a block of wood. Like he just kind of wants to beat you up. And if he can't, he will, he, you will beat him because he is very stiff. Now he's been better the past couple of weeks. I do think he has gotten better, but that's the, that's the two outside corners because they traded Russell Douglas, their other guy over to Buffalo, uh, which was a smart move. Um, but he was their number one when Jair went out and he was not without his, his faults, but he was a legit corner uh, and they don't have that now. And then the slot, they got uh, Keyshawn Nixon, who is a still, their punt returner, still their kick returner, who will feel the ball in the end zone and run it out. He will try to jump to get balls on the back line and then run it out, even though he is also your starting nickel. He said, don't do that. He got a kick return this past week. Stop, stop taking them out. Don't do that anymore. Uh, but that that's that's your starting. And and Nixon's been the Nixon experiment. They gave him like six million in the offseason. He's just a basic all pro kick returner last year. They give him six million. You're a returner and you're also our nickel. He's not been good. He has not been good out of the nickel at all. He's he's gotten roasted multiple, multiple times. Honestly, of those three dudes, uh, right now Nixon's the guy I have the least amount of faith in based on the past mm-hmm. couple of weeks. Uh, and that's with a couple of rookies on the outside. And then the secondary is um I think Savage is, is cleared. He was on the IR. I don't know if he's going to play this week or not, which means what we're, then they had Rudy Ford was their other safety and he's been injured. Uh, he was a rookie last year that had made some good plays. He's been injured. And so their secondary, their safety has been uh, Jonathan Owens, most famously known as um, uh, Simone Biles' husband, and also for taking the worst the worst routes, worst routes of pursuit you've ever seen in your life after a man catches a ball in front of you. You've never seen anything like this. And then Anthony Johnson Jr., uh, the rookie out of uh, Iowa State, I believe, who was he went from the draft, which was this guy's a steal. He's going to be amazing to training camp where it was this guy cannot play in the NFL. He looks like he doesn't know what he's doing to uh, finally see him in the preseason. And like he's got instincts. He's got good clothes. He might be able to play. And he's looked 
good when he's been out there. He's looked better than I thought he'd be so far. But that's your secondary. Your outside guys, it's Valentine and Valentine. Uh, Nixon is your nickel, which they play almost exclusively nickel. So he's going to be out there all of the time. Uh, and then you've got uh, Jonathan Owens and Anthony Johnson Jr. in the secondary. Like they've, again, Valentine's been better than I thought. And Jeremy, we were joking before we started recording here. He, that man wants to intercept a pass so bad. He's You put a halfway decent double move on him you you will be 30 yards past him before he knows what happened. So be on the lookout for that because you don't have a safety to cover up those mistakes. So the, the secondary has been better than I think it should have been. But even then, if you look at that Chargers game this past week, the fact that the those numbers like the Packers won, was it 24-22, whatever the devil it was, uh, they had – the Chargers had so many drops in that game. So Keenan Allen dropped two balls, one a surefire touchdown. Quentin Johnston dropped a beautiful ball up the right mm-hmm. side. And that either would have been a touchdown or put some in game winning field goal position with a minute left. Right. Uh, like the, the second, the secondary numbers last, last week do don't look bad. They were bad. So like they're working in those young guys on the secondary of all of the spots in the defense. The secondary is far and away the worst spot, far and away the worst spot. And Valentine, yeah. I will say on the run stuff, Valentine is a willing tackler in the run game. But sometimes if you put a wide receiver across him and like block him and like just whisper in his ear while they're blocking him, like you can't beat me, he will completely lose sight of the run game and just want to beat the block. The dude, you'll see the running back 20 yards down the field and he's still like just muscling that wide receiver, like just trying to beat the block. Not he could have disengaged in a given time. So there's times he will get totally lost. But if he's out there, like he'll try to tackle. So at least the corners will try to tackle. That's why but damning with faint praise there. They'll try to tackle. Yeah. <laughs> I, I the, the threat alone, Dusty, sometimes is enough to to ward off a, a rushing attack, but I don't think that's going to work against David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. Um no. Uh, they kind of like specialize in missing guys. Um, Jeremy, were you weak early on your JMO prediction from what? Maybe. Everything I mean, Jamo did said? score. He scored. He, he, had, a, he had 40 some yards yeah, and a, and a big, touchdown. Big third down catch. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, listen, at home, Thanksgiving, basically like almost the year anniversary of him really returning from the ACL. Yeah, rip rip JMO on a sluggo against Carrington Valentine, and you've got like a 60 yard touchdown just waiting to happen right there. <laughs> I well, I think we're already kind of dipping our foot into it, but let's get into our final segment here, which is the one thing I think I know, which is making a prediction about the game. Uh, as as a reminder, you do Dusty. It doesn't have to be the winner of the game. It doesn't have to be a score prediction. Just any facet of the game that you think is going to happen. If you want to make it a little bit bold, we like to get a little fun with it. Ryan, show them how it's done. Because I think I think we're two weeks in a row of nailing this, Ryan. Yeah, we are like two weeks in a row of nailing this. I admittedly did like so much more research for the past couple of shows. And I have this one as far well, as the one thing I think I know. It's a short week, but yeah, let, I know. let me properly introduce it, Ryan. What, Ryan, what is the one thing you think you know about Lions Packers? All right. So here's the one thing that I think I know about Lions Packers. Um, I think that you're going to have a. Uh, I think you're going to have a three score game. Um, <laughs> oh, oh. For, in the Lions' favor, to be clear, I, and, and that's no, and that's that's no indictment. I think of the Packers' roster. I think that I've just heard Dusty say the word "injured" in regards to players that matter to this football team being more competitive than I heard any other word on the podcast. And uh, we talked about Jordan Love for quite some time. So, like that's I honestly, you're down Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon. Like I, I think the rushing attack. If the Lions can stop that again, they've shown what they've been able to do, and they. 
um, when they, you know, make quarterbacks who are young and inexperienced one dimensional. Right. And, and I think that that's when the wheels can kind of come off and it's Thanksgiving. Dan Campbell's never won a Thanksgiving day game. Listen, I, I, I was telling dusty too. I, I was, I was scared last week of the bears and it turned out to be pretty legit to be scared. Maybe not in the way that I thought, but they were a tough matchup. I don't think the Packers, even, even if they were half as healthy or double as healthy, I, even if they were more healthy, <laughs> even I don't if th- they had I, more I, health, I think, I think this is a good matchup for the Lions. The Packers aren't particularly good at running the ball. They aren't particularly good at stopping the run. All both those things very much work in the Lions favor and in, in making them one dimensional on offense and being able to be two dimensional when the Lions are on offense. So I'm with you there. I, I mean, I'm, three scores is tough because I do think, I do think if if the Packers are going to air the ball out, and history tells me they are going to try to air it out, lines are a little bit vulnerable on the back end. They haven't been particularly well done well at, at defending the deep ball. So, yeah, and yeah. and I think I think that's one thing we didn't even ask Dusty throughout the entire podcast though is like the Packers aren't out of the playoffs. You know what I mean? So it's not like they're rolling in here and they don't have anything to play for and. I, I know Dusty for, for, just the, like, for the podcast yeah. listeners, he just rolled his eyes hard. <laughs> I saw I saw it was this past week. There was like four and six, and they were like in the hunt, They're like the first team out. Like, what is this? What is this? <laughs> this is the NFC, the state of the <laughs> NFC. Well, uh, well, welcome to being a Lions fan in your most hopeful of years. <laughs> Getting that graphic of four and six and in the hunt was like, we got a shot. We got a shot. Hey, listen, it happened to us last year. We we were four and six at some point. And we didn't make it, but we, we, we got close. <laughs> I was going to say, finish the story, Jeremy. Finish the story. Well, the moral of the story was just don't lose to Seattle. <laughs> true. true. Um, all right, Dusty, let's get to your prediction. What is the one thing you think you know about Lions Packers? Man, I was feeling really good about this. Um, honestly, until the Musgrave injury. I was like, mm. man, pa- Packers been looking froggy. Packers been looking good. Uh, they're getting a little better. And then I said, Musgrave, like, no, they're, they're going to get the brakes beat off of them by the Lions. Um, but the one thing I think I know, uh, I'm going to give Quay Walker an interception. He's been on the injury report. I don't think he's on this week. He's had, he's been in position for like three this year mm. that have hit that man in the hands. I think. Uh, again, we kind of talked about it, not, I guess not on the podcast portion, but Quay's been a dude who, uh, for, for the stuff he did last year, you know, getting kicked out of the lion's game, most famously for shoving a member of the medical staff. Um, which I will also say, uh, I don't think Quay knew who it was. I think the Devonte Wyatt gets way glossed over in terms of Devonte Wyatt, like bumping that dude when he clearly knew who it was, that's way yep. worse than what Quay did. Uh, Quay spent a lot of time on himself this past year, a lot of meditation, a lot of trying to overcome some anger issues. And he, it seems like it's showing up. Everyone's had nothing but good things to say about him. Uh, I do think the Packers get absolutely housed in this game, but I think Quay gets a little bit of redemption. I think golf's going to put one in his bread basket for all of the faults that this Packers defense have had. They will occasionally put their linebackers in position to make play uh they'll drop a guy out put him in position that uh, golf loves ripping those little intermediate balls i think quay's gonna step in the middle of one i think gives hands on one and brings it in so it's gonna be i don't know if that's that's relatively tame but i think i'm gonna no, give that to quay i think not based on last week dusty yeah i mean he did throw two <laughs> to a linebacker last week um and and could have thrown a couple more um i think i think lion's fan would be concerned if that happens even if they win by three touchdowns be like all right jerry goff why why are you blo- do you have this eye condition where you just can't see linebackers um here why can't you be perfect like you were at the end of last season 
right he's got there's a line in um, bojack horseman that's just your bojack horseman there's no cure for that it's just your your jared goff and there's no cure for that all this right just, all this right. is who you are <laughs> <laughs> all right uh i i don't i don't have a you know what screw it the one thing i think i know jmo 100 100 yards i'm gonna predict it again second week in a row the last time was on Pride Detroit Direct. I think, what did I predict here? I don't even remember, but I'm pretty sure I turned out to be right. Yeah, I think you're right, too. <laughs> 100 yards, J-Mo. Probably. Oh, wasn't, wasn't it something about the Bears' def- run defense being fraudulent? Probably. That sounds I right. think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That turned out to be right, too. Um, but yeah, listen. J-Mo. I, J-Mo, his trajectory has been going up. 50% of the snaps against the the Chargers, 60% against the Bears. They're putting him in on in important downs. And Dusty just said it. This secondary is beat up and susceptible to double moves. We saw them pull a double move with, with Amon Ra on the Thursday night game against the Packers. It Beautiful worked. Play. It was amazing. Do something similar with, with J-Mo. They're starting to develop. The thing that really makes me excited was his touchdown pass because they stacked him with, with Amon Ra and then you're – you're going to put so much stress on on defensive backs when they have to decide which guy they're going to carry with. And so big plays for JMO Two two explosive plays, two plays of 30 plus yards. I'll, you know what? Let's take the hundred yards off the table. Let's just say two explosive plays of 30 plus yards from JMO and a hundred yards. Got it. Which probably <laughs> will amount to a hundred yards. All right. <laughs> Before we get out of here, Dusty, let me take a moment for you. So you can promote all your stuff where people can read, listen, view you, because I know you get some awesome stuff over on YouTube as well. So where can the people find you? Yeah, I'm on Twitter at Dusty Evely, where I will shout about things. I write weekly over at Cheesehead TV, um, usually on Wednesdays. That came out Tuesday this week. Uh, weekly at Packer Report on Tuesdays. I'm on the Packer Day podcast on Wednesdays. Uh, I got YouTube that I'll just do whenever, but I've had this year has been awesome. Uh, I got paired with John Kuhn, former That's Packers right. uh, fullback. And so every Tuesday, we will go through roughly three plays from the Packers games the the previous week and go through some of the film stuff we did four today uh so that's been really awesome so that's actually up over at cheesehead tv's youtube channel that's usually up on Tuesdays um that's been amazing I've learned a ton from that so that's been probably my favorite thing I've been doing so far this year yeah that's super super cool and Dusty's just an overall great guy he's a Tigers fan too so make sure you do follow him if you're if you're a Tigers fan he's gonna have Tigers takes he's actually optimistic about the Tigers I don't I don't know why Riley Green bandwagon. Like until he gets injured again, I'm Riley Green bandwagon right now. There you go. All right, Dusty. Very much appreciate your time. Have a happy Thanksgiving, buddy. Uh, Appreciate all the help. Unfortunately, this is the last time we're going to talk this year because the Packers aren't going to make the playoffs. Um, But, you know, maybe they have an exciting (laughs) offseason. I like your optimism. Thank you, Jeremy. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Ryan, happy Thanksgiving to you too as well, buddy. Uh, I don't know when I'm going to see you next, but this weekend probably. Soon. Happy Soon. Thanksgiving to you too, Jeremy. And, and to everybody listen out there in That's listening right. land. Be safe on Wednesday night. Be safe on Thursday. And we will see you guys after the game. But until then, it's chaos. Be kind. <laughs> <laughs>